0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is uh, Jay Harris' latest edition of Amazing Mental on My Park podcast. And my special guest this week is uh, Mr. Carlos Delgado, Director of Puerto Rico. Carl, let me ask you a question. In your illustrious 17-year major league career, you did so many things. 473 home runs, most ever by a Puerto Rican player. uh, 10 seasons with 30 more home runs, a four-home run game. uh, Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. Were you ever more satisfied, though, in in 10 years, really 15 years ago this month, when they found out you were the winner of the Roberto Clemente Award? How did that make you feel that day?
2: Uh, that it was a special, it was a very special day. Uh, as you mentioned, I, I was fortunate to have a, a, a long career and a, and a productive career. Had the opportunity to play with some great people, with some great, uh, great teams, great challenges along the way. <clears throat> but in 2006, when that when that call arrived, that I was awarded the Roberto Clemente Award, it meant a lot to me. As a Puerto Rican, I knew the history and we knew the tradition the legacy of of roberto clemente and being recognized with that award it meant the world to me so uh i always say you do things not to be recognized but when you get the recognition you know what i mean you're 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 flatter you're humble and and excited you know to i had the opportunity over the years to to help a lot of people and to contribute in a lot of different uh endeavors
1: so uh it, it, it was great. It was it was, uh, it was it was a very nice moment. A personal digression for a second. You know, we had the heartbreak of 2006. You know, lost to the Cardinals in and then in, in seven games. And you and I got on a plane, went to St. Louis. we were hoping that it would be in New York, and we accepted the award there. And I always feel I always felt that the Clemente Award doesn't really get the recognition it deserves. You know. It, it doesn't like the other awards. I mean, you know, we did it in St. Louis, which was tough, but don't you feel going forward that it, it's such a prestigious award. It kind of should get a little bit more recognition. I I,
2: I do think so. And, and as you mentioned, i going to St. Louis is a little bittersweet and, uh, and the way they presented just before a game, uh, during the world series, it kind of steals some of the thunder from, 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 from the award. I think, uh, uh, he needs more recognition I think he needs uh, another event something bigger than that because if you look at the uh, Clemente his history and, and his life I mean he's bigger than just baseball and, uh, and you want to have your institutions and your organizations uh, cherish those, those values that he represented you know what I mean Dignity, solidarity, uh, social justice, uh, brave. So, uh, for us, it, it, it was the biggest thing. It was more important than the third game of the world series. But I know what you mean. I think it's, it's something that I hope MLB uh, gives a little bit more uh, thought that uh, how important it is to continue to that tradition and to uh, and to show some of the younger generations. Uh,
1: the legacy of Clemente. Carlos, when did you first become aware of, of, of Roberto as a young player? You know, I think growing up in Puerto Rico, when did you first come aware? You know, he died in in '73, I think, the winter, right in January. '72, yeah, '72, and you know, he died delivering aid to to Venezuela. I mean, when did you become aware? Of, and when did you decide to take 21 as your number? Well, ever since you're a little kid, you, you
2: start hearing the name of Roberto Clemente. You might not know the whole story, but if you live in Puerto Rico, there's a lot of uh, streets, avenues, venues, uh, schools, baseball facilities, all the sports facilities named after him. So uh, ever since you're a little kid, you know, oh, this is Roberto Clemente Stadium, or this is the Roberto Clemente Arena, or this is the Roberto Clemente Avenue. Uh, but like I said, you might not know, but once you just start getting a little old, older, you know, 14, 15, that you are spending more time, especially in baseball, well, you start hearing stories, you start uh, understanding, you know, how gracious he was, how good he was, you know, and then you hear about the 3,000 hits, and then you, you hear about the 71 World Series, and then when you realize that this person got on a plane on December 31st, 1972, to bring supplies and aid to victims of the earthquake in Nicaragua, it really hits home. You go like, oh my God, you're going to leave your family to help others. But, you know, we're talking about this last week during the Robert Clemente Day. uh, And victims do not understand, they can't wait until holidays passed, you know what I mean? They just got a big earthquake. And, you know, this is life and death situation. So it shows his commitment, uh, it shows his solidarity that that day he got on that plane and unfortunately he passed. But history will always mark that day as the day that the great Roberto Clemente got on a plane to bring supplies to Nicaragua.
1: Yeah, Carlos, you spoke about Roberto Clemente day, I guess. Now we make a make it a little strides that uh, you know players to Puerto Rico can wear the number Clemente award winners can wear the number, but you know baseball it has Jackie Robinson Day forty two. I mean, we can't be too far away from having Roberto Clemente Day, where everybody should wear twenty one. Don't you think? I hope that we get it gets to get to a day that Major League Baseball
2: actually retire number twenty one. Right. And uh, right. and uh, and you mentioned you mentioned Jackie Robinson. And you know what? I want to believe that Clemente should be in addition to Jackie Robinson but not instead of Jackie Robinson. I think both had a great career. Both were, uh, they, they broke a lot of barriers and they had phenomenal careers on the field while battling different issues off the field. And that's remarkable, you know what I mean? Let alone trying to perform on a field when everything is like pitchers and cream. But when you have racial issues, when you have civil rights issues, when you have uh, Latinos issues, I mean, it, it's remarkable. So I, I can't wait until the day that MLB actually retire number 21 and sits alone Jackie number 42 of Jackie Robinson yeah. in every major
1: league stadium. Have you been to the Roberto Clemente regime in, in Pittsburgh? A couple of years ago, I went to really an outstanding museum, a lot of great, you know, memory stuff there. you ever get a chance to go, Carlos?
2: I, 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 I went um, one time while, while we stopped in Pittsburgh to play against the Pirates. You know, we, we went in. It's been, it's been a while, actually. I should, I should go back. Uh, you know, it's been well, probably over 12 years. I've been retired for 11 years now. But uh, that, that's something that, that I think we should do take my kids, you know, to say, you know, this is the work of the Clemente Museum and this, this is what happened and show them the, show them the city.
1: Yeah, Cross, let's talk about your extra basis. Has it been 20 years? I mean, how long have you been doing extra basis, your charity? Uh, our charity started in
2: 2001. So it's 20 years uh, that we have been working. Uh, it's, it's been a, a, a great experience, it's been a fun ride, it's been a learning experience, having the opportunity to work with a lot of people, having the opportunity to uh, help a lot of people, and and I always say it gives us the opportunity to learn from a lot of people, you know what I mean? Sometimes you feel like you're the one giving, but actually you're the one receiving life lessons, which is more important. So 20 years uh, and counting, we have a small team of people that uh, that help out, because obviously you I can't do it all. But Part of my commitment, other than you know, time and the money, is just I wanna know what's going on. I wanna get my ear on the ground to see what's going on. Like you mentioned, it's easier to sit on a on a chair and send a check and send that you don't know exactly where it's going. I like to visit, I like to talk to the people that were helping. I try I was trying to figure out what's the most efficient way for us to help. You know, everybody needs money, but you know every dime, every dollar that I save, you know, I can be more productive, I can be more efficient. And at the time of delivering the goods or delivering the service, I like to be there. You know what I mean? I like to, I like to be when we're carrying the boxes. I like to be when we're delivering the water or special needs, whatever it might be, I I like to be there. And not, not like some of the people that like, to be there to carry the first box so they can be on the picture you know that's my commitment you know if I'm gonna help if I'm gonna do something I want to be involved I want to know what I'm what, what we're getting into because I like to learn to see how we can make it better for the next organization that we help you for the next person that we help it and and, and that's, that's that's the way that's the way I see it it requires a lot more work it requires a lot more time but um, that's, I think that's the whole point behind if you
1: want to help you need to get involved. The, the last couple of years have been pretty tough on the island with all the storms, Carlos. I mean I guess after you got there with one storm another one hit. Tell us what the last few years have been like for the people in, in Puerto Rico.
2: Well the, the last four years have been a little have been a little crazy to say the least, you know in and 2007, September 2017 we had Hurricane Irma hit a little bit. We thought it was going to be a bad one. And then we got Maria. Maria was really bad. It just destroyed the island. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of people were without power for a long, long time, probably, you know, 10, 12 months. Um, no communication for, for a couple of weeks. It, it was bad, Maria was bad. So they recovered it for Maria. It took a long time. Actually, um, it was September 20th, and they were doing the fourth year, you know, fourth year anniversary of and you know, there's a lot of people without rules still, you know. I mean, the recovery is still going on. So extra basis and a lot of other organizations, you know, non-for-profits did a fantastic job helping people in need, you know what I mean? Because the government couldn't do everything. So I think a lot of the non-for-profits became first responders, you know what I mean, or the stuff to relieve just to help out. And it was a it was a humbling experience you know i, I got to see places in Puerto Rico that i' never been before even as, as a puerto Rican and got to meet a lot of people we we, we did some, a lot of joint collaborations with other foundations and other groups so it, it was it was great so that went on for a good year year and a half and then you know a year a year later we got the earthquake on the south and the southwest of the island. And that was devastating, you know. It did not affect a lot of the people on their north side or the east side. But the people in the south really, really suffered, you know, uh, both from structural point of view in their houses and schools and stuff, but emotionally because the earthquakes, I mean, the big one was in January, but they just kept going for, for, for a lot of months after that. So people... It create a lot of anxiety, anxiety because they didn't know when was gonna, uh, what's going to be the next one so it's not like a hurricane that the hurricane you can track it okay it's going to be here in two days and it's going to be uh, 70 75 miles an hour blah 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 earthquake they, they don't announce you know what i mean it just it just happens so and obviously, you know the last 18 months with the with the with the pandemic covid uh it, 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 it's been tough for everybody and we, we have done a, a lot of work. We're trying to, uh, at the beginning, we're doing a lot of um, medical supplies and uh, personal protection stuff for, for, the, for the medical professionals. So it's been interesting the last <laughs> last four years. I mean, I, I definitely want, to, I want it much easier. You know, I, I, don't, want, I don't want to leave this anymore.
1: Uh, Carlos, one of the things that struck me about your, your, your foundation is like establishing uh, communication between hospitals in Puerto Rico and cities like in Boston. You tell me a little about that. What? How did you come about trying to do that?
2: That was a very interesting pro- uh, project. Before all this technology that we had, you know, that we have now, that you know, that anybody can FaceTime or anybody can do a video call, a Zoom call. Just before, way before that, I had the opportunity to to meet some people in, uh, in the hospital in Boston, Mass, Mass General Hospital in Boston, uh, especially a Puerto Rican doctor that was there. And we were able to bring a telemedicine program to Puerto Rico. I'm talking about 20 years ago, you know, now telemedicine is probably obsolete, you know, they got other stuff. But back then it gave, the way I saw it, I, I, I came from a small town on the west side of the island. It gave me an opportunity to bring resources that otherwise that town wouldn't have you know what i mean even though the doctor from boston wasn't there but you get the support on that on that telemedicine call that at, at the at the time i mean that was very new you know so that, that was an interesting process uh and it was an interesting project you just we couldn't maximize it just because a lot of loss, you know what i mean yeah, then they required doctors from Puerto Rico or doctors from Boston to have a license in Puerto Rico. Just the licensing issue became an issue. Um, and, and, and it was sad because I think it was a pretty project.
1: Cleon Jones was a starting left fielder on a 69 championship team. Yeah. In a way, he reminds me a lot of you. Never have him. him. Never met him. Let me tell you why he reminds me of you. He, got, he, he was done playing in the 70s. He could have moved to New York, but he went back to his hometown in Mobile, Alabama. He lives in a suburb of Mobile called Africatown. And he decided he wanted to stay there and help re- re- rebuild that town. And you stayed in Acquadilla, right? I'm pronouncing it right, I hope. Th- that's, that, that's my town. I mean, I, I live in mean, You haven't moved away. The point I was that. trying to make, you could have moved to a bigger city, come back to New York. But you decided to stay home and work within and try to help people in the island. I think that says a lot about your character and what you're about. That you're, you know, an you answer, I'm trying to say. Thank you. Thank you. You, you, you know, do, what's your latest project now? Calls with the with the extra bases. <clears throat> well, we're we're currently working we're working
2: with uh, with a hospital in San Juan with uh, with a joint effort with another foundation to do pediatric uh, liver plan, uh, transplant. So uh, there's, there's a public hospital, there's a private hospital, and there's two foundations helping some of the, these kids that are on the, on the list in order to get their transplant. So we're, we're committing, committing money, trying to uh, make that transition easier. Didn't, I didn't know that having a transplant is so complicated you have to check a lot of boxes before you can go in and get that transplant. So that's, that's been one of our, our, our latest projects, and I think it's pretty rewarding. It's a little slow just because, you know, you got to have the right person at the right time, and the person that is receiving the organ has to, uh, like I said, check all these, like, boxes and make sure that he's ready. Uh, but it, it, it's been a learning experience, and we're also doing a, a, a project called Ángeles Vivientes, to To do seminars and talks at the school to prevent uh, child abuse, and that's also been very rewarding. We got uh, psychologists that that does these like talks and seminars, and and we support her on, on and on on every front. So uh, it's a problem that we wish we didn't have, but unfortunately we do have it, and we're trying to do our part to. Uh,
1: to to fight it, yeah. Carl. Can I throw a little baseball with you again? Uh, you know, I don't know baseball. Two, about me, <laughs> two hip surgeries kind of shut your career with the Mets. Do you? Do you, you? know, I mean, look at your career. I mean, what a great career! In addition to home runs, over fifteen hundred RBIs, so many records. You know, did you ever think mm. of if you had stayed healthy at the end, you could have got to five hundred home runs and and you know me. You know, Canadian Hall of Fame is great, but You know, I mean, it's really amazing to me, you know, career 280 hitter and all the other records that you're not in the Hall of Fame and really not, didn't really have unjustly a fair run at the Hall of Fame. Did you ever think back what could have been at all? I I do. I mean, uh,
2: I don't like to cry or spill milk, but uh, I, I remember, well, May of 2009 when my hip really flare up. And uh, and I couldn't and I couldn't play anymore. I was I was feeling pretty good. I was I was uh, physically I was fine other than the hip. You know what I mean? I was 27 home runs short to 500, and uh, and I, I had the, also had the desire to play another year after that. So I I feel like I could easily reach uh have reached 500 home runs. Uh, another sort of goal that I had. Is just to get over seventeen hundred RBIs. I think that's a, that's a, that's a big number. I always took a lot of pride on 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 RBIs. People like home runs, and so do I. You know what I mean? But like when you drive people when you drive people in, you need more than a home run sometimes. You know, I need to put together a good at bat, which was my, my my goal. I tried to put together a good at bat every time I went to the plate. Sometimes it didn't show, but I tried, and, and, and as a result, I mean you drive in runs, you know? And, and and that's a big thing. 1700 is a big number for me. And I was kind of sad that I didn't get that. Obviously 500 home runs is a, is, a, is a big number, it's a benchmark. Um, and you know what, sometimes I, 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 what if, you know? I go, oh, what if my hip didn't give out? What if, but later that I know, I had my first surgery in 2009, I had another one in 2010. Then my left one blew up in 2010. I had the third surgery within 18 months, and year and a half later, I had a hip replacement. So I have four hip surgeries. I tried everything that I could to come back to the field. Uh, I did. I did rehab for 24 months straight. So I also look at myself in the mirror. I say, you know what? I gave every opportunity that I have. I went to the best docs. So I moved to Colorado for six months to to get whatever, you know at the time the best attention that I could. It's just. Wasn't strong enough, so you know whatever. I can't get any more hits
1: now. I'm happy with my career. I did the best I could. Let me, let me one more a couple more charity questions, Carlos. You've been retired ten years. You know a lot of times when players get out of the game, they stop giving. What what made you you know keep giving after all these years? You know you won the award in 2006. Mm-hmm. Six, you've been out out of the game ten years and yet you still give 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 and give. Was there was, was Clemente the influence, and what made you keep giving? I, I'll tell you what, Jay. I,
2: I, I live my life, and with, I, I try to be grateful. You know what I mean? I, I had the opportunity to do what I love for the longest time. You know, for 17 years, I was in a, in a Major League Baseball field. Part of 17 years. Um, I have, I'm healthy. I have a healthy family. I can I get to see my kids every day. I get to take them or pick them up at school every day. So I'm 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 grateful. And if I can help others, if I can impact the life of other people, if I can help somebody reach their goal or reach their dream, I think it's more satisfying than anything else. You know. So as long as I have the energy and the health to continue to do it, I'm going to continue to do it. It just makes me feel good. It's not because I want to do it so people say, oh, by the way, Carlos Carlosville got dose, charity. Okay, oh, no, You know what? I do it because I feel like it. Uh, there's a lot of uh, probably really good causes that we do not support just because, you know what? I can't support everything. And I feel like, okay, our vision is this and we're going to kind of stick with this. And I think this is the most important for us, even though that we do recognize that all the people out there are doing a fantastic jobs, with other courses that we do not get involved with. So, I don't know if you understand where, no, I, where I know I'm coming 100%, it. You got to be satisfying for for us something that we really believe
1: in. Good, good, uh, Cause if people wanted to contribute to uh, Extra Basis, how would they go about it? Well, there's uh you can follow us,
2: you can look us on the on the on the web so it's www.extrabasis.org. So, uh, we write it in Spanish, so it's said e at, at the beginning, e E-X- basis with an S at the end, .org, and we're on Facebook, ExtraBasis uh, PR, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, and, and, and you can follow us, and there's a little button on our website, say English, so if you don't speak Spanish, just go to English, and you know, we try to put information on you know, on our Instagram or, our, or on our Facebook there's a PayPal um, button in there. There's a donate button in there that if you feel feel like it, you're more than welcome to support us.
1: Carlos, you ever get to follow baseball and, and watch it in Met games at all? the you had a chance? I,
2: I do. I do. I n- not a lot. You know, I don't watch a lot of games. I, I do. I do follow it. I mean, there's a, there's a good uh, Puerto Rican representation with the Mets. Yes, sir. That's Londor, what the Baez, Diaz, and Nito. So, every every night, I, I'll, I'll check just to see if the Mets win or lose. You know, I'll check the box squad just to see Lindor and Bias do it. Derek, don't forget about Lugo, Carlos. Oh, yeah, Lugo. Yeah, we uh, Lugo, Lugo. I'm just Lugo, kidding. We, we, we ha- no, no, no. Lugo is uh, a big, big piece of the WBC team in 2017. Yes. So, so he, he I, I like, I like that, that he really embraced the whole Puerto Rican – team during during those series so yeah i will not forget about lugo
1: and ricky bonus yeah. i might add He's there yes too. ricky, ricky they yeah. ricky's yeah i know rick ricky's um, i mean very tied to the homeland too but listen i'm i appreciate your time you were a good man we had a good good run together just fell a yes, little short is, one man. year but we had a couple of great teams that night 2016 was you know win ninety seven games, beat the Dodgers. You had a great postseason, and uh, even more than the home runs in the RBIs, it's just great that you know you you still do what you think, it's trying to help people Thank and you. do the right thing, and really shows what kind of person you are. Carl Delgado, and, uh, and know I appreciate your time and keep doing what you do, and if we can ever help you up here with the Mets. Don't hesitate to call any of us.
2: Got it. Thank you so much. Jay. It's always good catching up with you. Uh, be well, and, and you be care. well,
1: and be safe.